Hi, my name's Tom Cheeks, and I'm going on a journey around the world. Why don't you join me? Over the course of these podcasts, you'll learn a lot about me. But let me tell you this for starters. I've made love in 68% of the countries on the planet. How, you ask? Well, you'll find out how, you ask, if you stick around. Now, I'm going back to learn a little bit about the place I was too busy shagging to fully appreciate the first time round. The food, the culture, etc., And, and here's the kicker, I'm going to seek out these old flames of mine, find out what they're up to nowadays, and what they remember about that fateful night with yours truly. Finally, I'm going to give them the option to do it all over again. No cheeks attached, because I'm flying home the very next day. So, why don't you come along for the ride? Episode 7. The Blaze. Pyongyang, North Korea. The year, 2010. The girl, Juliette Moulin. Hi there, guys and gals. Tom Cheeks coming at you. In this episode, I'm looking into the world of what's known as danger tourism and visiting one of the most secretive and isolated countries on the planet, North Korea. For the last 10 years or so, North Korea has become more open to tourism with a small number of travel agencies offering organised guided tours around the country. Back in 2010, I joined a small group of adventurers looking for an alternative holiday experience, and we spent a week in Pyongyang. Amongst the group was what I can only describe now as a French firecracker named Juliette Moulin. Juliette was a complete live wire, absolutely wild. Looking back now, I realise she must have been suffering from an undiagnosed mental disorder. When I visited North Korea now over a decade ago, I have to admit... I was a little scared. I'd heard so many horror stories about the country. When we arrived in Pyongyang, we were told we weren't allowed to leave our hotel after dark. And to be honest, that suited me just fine. In fact, I didn't come out of my hotel room for almost the entire trip. I say almost because there was one night. One night I went across the hall and knocked on Juliet's door. I was hoping to borrow her shower nozzle. She told me she was bored stiff and asked if I wanted to go outside for a walk. Before I had a chance to politely decline, she grabbed me by the hand and dragged me away. Down the stairs, out of the hotel, and into the Pyongyang night. To my relief, we found the streets to be deserted. I might just get away with this, I thought, as we turned back towards the hotel. But this crazy chick had other ideas. She grabbed my hand again, which by this point was getting quite sore, and spun me round like a Catherine wheel. Make love to me, she said. Her leggings and underwear already around her ankles. Good God, woman, I said. Juliet went to kiss me but tripped over her lowered clothes and she fell heavily on the concrete below. She took most of the impact to her chin and teeth. I couldn't help but laugh. You idiot, I chuckled as I helped Juliet back to her feet. And as for the lovemaking, let's just say Tom Cheeks never likes to disappoint a beautiful lady. Roughly twenty seconds into the action and things came to an abrupt end. We heard voices in the distance. I looked up to see four angry-looking men in uniform heading in our direction. Police? Military? Hotel staff? I didn't fancy sticking around to find out. I quickly finished myself off, got up, and legged it. As I hid in an alleyway, I managed to look back and see the men approach a bewildered Juliet. I had a decision to make. I could go back and try and help her, try and make things right, or I could go up to my hotel room. The next morning I woke up in my hotel room and went downstairs to meet up with the rest of my party. We were due to leave North Korea that morning. I looked around the hotel lobby, trying to spot Juliet. I was hoping against hope that she managed to escape last night's encounter with 
No more than a black eye that we could both laugh about when we got out of this crazy place. I was amazed when we were told by our tour guide that Juliet decided to stay on in Pyongyang. Thank God, I thought to myself. She's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. If these cheeks could talk. It's time once again for questions sent in by you, the listeners to the Tom Cheeks podcast. James Sandalwood from Cheddar writes, I know you, you're a loser. I know I am, but what are you? Tracy from Manchester emailed me in the week and she says, more of a comment than a question. I just wanted to say how refreshing it is to listen to a show which isn't interrupted by adverts. Well, thanks a lot, Tracy. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles on the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. Then they have podcasts too. You can explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries, including this one. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description below. And if you use promo code TOMCHEEKS2021, you'll receive one month of premium subscription. Facts about North Korea. Currency. Unknown. Capital city. Unknown. Favourite pastimes. Developing nuclear weapons and unknown. I'm sitting in Beijing Airport now. We're waiting for our flight to Pyongyang. We've got a tour guide with us called Sang Hoon. Uh, and there are six of us in total who form this little group of intrepid explorers. Um, I'm with one of them now, Gordon. Hi, Gordon. So... What made you decide to have a holiday in North Korea, then? I like things which are out of the ordinary. Hmm. I've been to Iran, hmm. Afghanistan, right. and now I want to take North Korea off the list. Hmm. Well, I've actually already been over there, so it's uh, ticked off of my list, but good for you, I suppose. Now, the thing I remember is that there is CCTV everywhere, uh, surveillance everywhere. We've just been told we have to hand our passports in when we get there. I mean, Orville would be spinning in his grave, surely. Oh, well. I wish I could be as relaxed about it as you, mate. <laughs> this time around, I'm keen to get out there and explore. So after our first night at the luxurious Kyoto Hotel, we'll be going on a guided tour of the city of Pyongyang. We'll then be taken to the Museum of Korean History to learn a little bit about the history of Korea. And finally, I'll be doing my best to find Juliette Moulin and see what kind of life she's made for herself in the City of Dreams. I've just woken up for the first morning in Pyongyang, and I don't know if you can hear that music in the background, but this music is played across the city every morning at dawn. And I have to say, it's a cracking little tune. You can pick up on a Brian Eno influence, maybe some Tangerine Dream in there. I'm going to be whistling this all day. <laughs> Well, here's something to challenge your perception of what this country is like. 
We've just started our guided tour of Pyongyang and we've happened upon this huge group of people who are just dancing in the street. They're all in vibrant colours. Blues, reds and uh, yeah, there's even a couple of oranges as well. And they just all seem to be having an amazing time. They can't stop smiling. Everyone just looks so happy. <laughs> Go on, girl. <laughs> We're now standing in front of a magnificent statue for Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea. There are images of this guy everywhere in the city. He's so popular in fact that in the 1998 election, such was the measure of his victory, he was elected to become the eternal president of North Korea. So, you know, take that Tony Blair, <laughs> et all of you. People come here all day, every day to show their respects. It's a far cry from what you probably see in England in fact. I remember. Only last year there was a poster promoting Michael Patillo's travel show, which was put up in a bus stop in Ham, where I live. And within a matter of days it had been covered in cocks, dicks, uh, bosoms, stomachs, all manner of swear words. Phone numbers for sex, none of which worked. Hairy muffs, dangling dongs, bums, the whole shebang. It's just, you know, it's a different world out here. Then, just as I was about to compliment our tour guide Sang Hoon on the cleanliness of the city, something emerged from the undergrowth which threatened to disturb the peace. A man, no more than twelve, dressed in rags and who clearly hadn't seen a bar of soap for weeks, walked behind the statue, totally ruining my photo. Ah, so this is good. Uh, Sang Hoon is moving the boy on now. Uh, I have to say, that is it's great service. There's no messing around. I didn't have to say any more than that dirty boy is ruined by shot and he was straight over there pushing him back into the bushes. Go on, go on, just let them handle things their own way, okay? Without you sticking your beak in. We're now being shown around the Museum of Korean History. Uh, I've noticed there's a lot of military history here, uh, a lot about the Korean War for some reason. They've got lots of military craft on show here as well. Planes, helicopters, submarines, uh, and it's all very impressive. Uh, and we're now going to be taken to watch a film about the history of North Korea. The Second World War was started by the United States, and when they were inevitably defeated, they were left penniless and very annoying. Like a wounded shark with a taste for human blood on its tongue, the Americans then started the war in Korea. Oh, God. Bloody warmongering yanks. Typical. They're gone. Shh, shh. I'm trying to listen to this. America, desperate for world domination, saw the kind Koreans as an easy target and declared war in the late 1940s, where again they were defeated within the space of a few weeks. <laughs> well, that serves them right. <laughs> Excuse me, what date did the war start? Oh, are you not listening? Late 1940s, they said. Right, anything more specific? Oh, well, how specific do you need? Am I right, Sang Hoon? Sang Hoon, have you got a sec? Look, this isn't really my place to say, but I keep an eye on that Gordon, I thought you. He's getting a bit out of control, just saying. And, um, I heard him slagging off that president guy of yours as well. But he said the, the statue was rubbish. You know, each to his own, I guess, but, you know, 
show a little bit of respect when you're in someone else's home, you know what I mean? Yeah, just keep an eye out. Our time at the museum was drawing to a close and the group prepared to go back to the hotel for an early night. And as it turned out, I needn't have worried about Gordon. Apparently he decided to leave the tour early and this was the last time I saw him or had to deal with his bullshit. As we waited for the bus, which was to take us back to our hotel, I got talking to Deirdre, another member of the tour group. Deirdre told me she grew up in Belgium, but was actually born in England. Whereabouts, I asked, and what she told me blew my mind. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the f- No, no way. You're a joke. That's where I'm from. I'm in Kent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm um, Goodwin Street, uh, just behind the butchers. Uh, do you know it? No. I left when I was a baby. About oh. 65 years ago. Oh, God, that's so weird. <laughs> I, I have to say, I knew there was something about you, Deirdre. Uh, I'm serious. You may think you're past it, but there's still a twinkle in the old eyes. <laughs> I don't think I'm pasty. No, take it from me. You've got one of those faces where you can tell you used to be attractive. <laughs> wow. A small world. Maybe it was just our ham connection, but there was definitely some kind of spark between Deirdre and I. A few minutes into our conversation, and I felt compelled to kiss her hand. Her skin was soft, with a sweet aroma of perfume and crisps. One thing led to another, and before I knew it, Deirdre and I were crouched down behind a wall across the road from the bus stop, going at it like two frisky frogs. Guys, it's not what it looks like. No, come on, there's no need to arrest me, please. This, this is all her idea. She forced me to do it. I'm the victim here. To be honest, I'm, I'm not sure I consented. No, no, Deirdre, no, listen to me. Okay, when did I consent then? When did I consent? Now, oh, come on, please, there's no need for this. Please don't arrest me. Please. Please. After only a couple of nights behind bars, the kind Koreans let me go with just a slap on the wrist. <laughs> it turned out to be a blessing in disguise too, because who did I see in the prison but none other than Juliette Moulin? To think, I could have been wasting my time when she was in jail all along. <laughs> so much for this new life in North Korea she kept banging on about, I thought. <laughs> I was tempted to go and talk to her, but in the end, I decided it best not to. Instead, I can look at Juliette as a cautionary tale about what can happen thinking the grass is always greener at the other side. Bill was an example of someone who bit off a little bit more than they could possibly chew. Yeah, yeah, yeah.